and welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb Podcast. I am your host, Katerina Burenova. Each week, we dive into a blend of topics that resonate with the soul. Whether you're an architect enthusiast, have a passion for wanderlust, want to discover holistic approaches to rejuvenate your body and mind, or are intrigued to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach, you've come to the right place. Join me as I sit down with inspiring, like-minded women from various walks of life. We will delve into their journeys to discuss the challenges and moments that define their paths. So sit back, relax, and let the spark of positive energy ignite your curiosity. Today, I am joined by architect-turned-Vastu expert, Savi E. Barolia. She has helped over 2,000 clients improve their health, wealth, and relationships through her Vastu consultations. She has also taught over 600 architects and interior designers, including myself, about the power of Vastu. Savi, welcome to From the Honeycomb podcast. Hi, Katerina. How are you? Thank you so much. Good, thank you. I'm very excited to have you on. As you know, before we get started, we like to share something that we are grateful for in the present moment. So what are you grateful for? I think I'm grateful for uh, the initial clients that we got, like when I was just starting out and uh, the initial few consultations where we did, where, you know, I was also starting out and, you know, for someone moving to a new house, having that trust in us when we were just starting out is what I'm grateful for that they had trust in us so that we could grow as much as we have in the last three years. I'm grateful to my, all the initial clients who stood by and trusted in us when we were just starting out. Oh, that's incredible. It is, there is so much truth to those first few clients. You really like the fact that they trust you and, you know, believe in you and set you up for success. Really? That's really great. Right. And so, Savi, share with the listeners, I know I've taken two of your courses now, which have been incredibly insightful, but share with the listeners your background and how you came to be a Vastu expert. Okay, so I always wanted to be an architect. I still remember very clearly I'd gone on a student exchange trip when I was in Switzerland at that point. And I was in the middle of this river crossing two cities and I just stared at the buildings over there and I was like, yeah, I want to be an architect. So that was the moment for me when I decided, yes, I wanted to be an architect. I had nobody in my even distant relatives practicing architecture, but just staring at those buildings, I thought this is what I wanted to do and, you know, worked hard towards it, got myself in, uh, admitted to one of the top colleges in the country, studied there for five years to when I started uh, my first job. In Delhi, I was stuck with a client who would constantly keep coming back and say that, you know, today my Vastu expert has said this, today he said this, now I consulted somebody else and he's saying this. And, you know, those seven years of uh, the hard work into getting something that I wanted to become. And when I actually stood in the field and I was like, in practicality, I'm not even, the, you know, it's not my degree which is dictating the design, it's something else only. So that's when my hatred towards Vastu began, actually. <laughs> so, how, so, yeah, I would not believe in Vastu at that point. Because for me, I was like, if I'm designing as for good light and ventilation, you know, why do we need all of this? And it's old and, you know, whatnot. Because of the way I had been seeing the way it had been marketing uh, throughout those years. However, when I got married, my family I married into, they really believed in Vastu and just listening to their story, how it changed their lives. 
since you know 20 years i just got curious that you know trying to put my architect ego aside and say that you know what is the science really and if people are believing in it so much i first need to understand what this is before i say if i want to or if i don't want to believe in it so that's how i first tapped on and got into the field and i was just went in, into it because i was curious to know what it is and i had no intention of making this as my career path however when i got into it and i saw that uh, you know the kind of small things that could make such a huge difference so for example we as architects we constantly keep running around for beautiful aesthetics beautiful homes beautiful looking buildings but if in those beautiful homes if somebody is visiting doctor every month or you know if financially they go down the drain what is the point of the beauty and when i did my first initial few case studies i realized that even a small change such as a curtain color change brought such a huge difference to people's life which is when i said that you know uh, this is something that we need to create an awareness about because if the architects themselves they start were uh, doing it in the buildings itself then we wouldn't need any vastu consultations because the buildings inherently will be good and the people would live happier lives so that's how it all you know connected now i love that your the beginning of your story is you know you didn't believe in vastu and then now you see the power and you've seen it transform so many people's lives and so if there is someone listening right now and is thinking yeah but i still don't know if i believe in vastu where was that really like big change for you where you believed in it initially when i was learning because like i said i didn't believe in vastu i was completely you know opposite of that so initially when i every time i would learn a new thing i would constantly keep putting it in my life that okay let me try do this does it really work so for example one of the first things i did was so i started out during covid in 2020 and because of my wedding i taken break from work so that's when i got into vastu because i was not getting a job at that time because of the covid hit and uh, so i was trying for a job for two months and i wasn't getting anything in the field that i wanted to and when i did this specific remedy where which was just to keep a plant in a particular way in a particular direction and randomly in a in a single week i got three random opportunities and when that happened i was like no you know this is logical you know i manifested it to happen hence it has happened and nothing to do is just a coincidence so i did then i went ahead and just to prove myself or to test if it is actually psychological or not i did like 50 free case studies for people around me wherein i would tell them that you know sit here or do it this way and i wouldn't tell them what to expect it is when these people came back that they said that you know yes this is what we feel and when it it matched the theory that you know this is what i was expecting that's when i truly started understanding the power that no it is not just psychological it actually really works no that's that's incredible that you applied it and that you went through so many case studies because that's kind of what i'm we're at the stage i'm at now i've taken your courses which have been incredibly helpful and i've started to shift things around my house and see actual changes and it is incredible by like you said changing even just the location of a plant because i think when some people hear about vastu and they want to apply it to their home they think they have to demolish their whole home and start from the beginning but there are remedies you can do to help change things around your house yes you don't have to scratch out the entire thing you can still see that within what you have you can still improve from there 
No, absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing I want to talk about, which we talked about in the course I was with you is, and you brought it up at the beginning of the episode, is you had a client who kept saying, one Vostu consultant said this, one Vostu consultant said something else. And that's something I've discovered as I've been learning and educating myself on Vostu. And living in California, there aren't as many resources. I'm like, when I found your class, like I said, it was such a great resource because I was able to get information. And so, how can you explain to someone, you know, when there are overlapping, you know, one consultant will say, you know, you have to do it this way. One consultant will say you have to do it this way. How can a client approach that situation? See, let's say you are facing a stomachache, okay, and you go to a doctor. Let's say the two doctors in your city, you go to A and B. Now, with the same symptom that you go to Dr. A, he might give you some other medicine and the Dr. B will give you another medicine. Now, is it that... A is wrong or B is wrong? No. No. He is just giving you the medicine on the basis of his experience with his clients. So similarly, what I've understood over a period of time is that uh, the basis of Vastu is the same. However, depending on how somebody has seen their cases or their experience that maybe somebody tried doing this and it worked for someone, hence they're suggesting that for somebody else. So which is why... The opinions differ from person to person because it's not like a straight line that, you know, uh, or to gain good money, you need to put green plants in the north direction. It's not a straight line like that. You could, you know, do multiple things. You could, you know, have a water body over there. You could place a mirror there. You could have an entrance from there. There are multiple ways around it. So depending on someone's experience, accordingly, that person will be able to tell you that, you know, as per my experience, this is the best way forward. So that's why the opinions differ, but it doesn't mean one is wrong or the other is right. When someone is going for a Vastu consultant, I feel the way to look at it is you go with the person who you feel that you can trust. And if you can trust that person, then don't worry, like just go with it. When you go to a doctor, you just go with what he says. You don't know if it is right or wrong, but you just take that pill. So if you trust someone, then you go ahead with that consultant. Obviously, you need to obviously back check their track record, their past clients that you can speak with them to understand what has their experience been like. And if their experience has been good and if you can trust the consultant, then you can go ahead with them. That's a great example of explaining it, too, if you go to two doctors. I really like how you explain that. And one thing I wanted to talk about, too, is, and I love how you, when we've had our discussions, is you know that I live in California, in America, where the architecture is very different. And so sometimes the Vastu principles, you'll tell me, well, because of the architecture, we have to look at it this way. And so that's great that you have an understanding too is it varies differently around the world once you start applying Vastu principles not just in India. Exactly so in in whatever way you see the principles are the same but like for example uh, if I have to say let's say if this is a plot and if I'm constructing in India and if this is the road in India the house is always constructed towards the back side of the plot whereas US, if this is your plot, your the houses over there are usually constructed in the center of the plot, mostly. Mm-hmm. Whereas if this is a plot in Australia, you would see the construction happening towards the front of the plot. Now, if you talk to someone in India, they would say that a north-facing or an east-facing plot is good. Now, in India, you construct towards the back of the plot. So if you have a north opening or an east-facing uh, 
you would technically get northeast open if you're north of east face if your plot is north or east facing versus if you are someone who's living in australia and if you go with the north facing or an east facing and if the construction is towards the front of the plot probably your southwest is then vacant so the basic principle that remains the same but the way people are constructing in different parts of the world we need to see how can the same thing be tweaked and applied in this case no, absolutely. And I like that you brought up Australia as well, because I know when I first started learning about Vastu, I thought, how can you apply this, you know, in the Southern Hemisphere? And there are ways, like you just said. Right. Right. And so for Vastu, if someone's listening and they're still thinking like, well, how can I apply this, you know, to my home? I know there's some generalities that someone can apply. Like I, one of the main things is keeping a space decluttered, having the space be clear of messes. What are some other kind of generic or basic Vastu principles someone listening can apply to their home without having to need a floor plan? The first and foremost is that, you know, you need to remain, keep the house clutter free. Uh, reason being, your house is 100% Vastu compliant. But if you keep it messy, you will still face issues. Your house is an extension to what is going on in your mind. So if your house is cluttered, so is your mind, right? If, you, if you're working on a desk messy, probably you'll find that mess in your brain as well where you're confused. Also, as per uh, the traditional scriptures of Vastu, if you read, it basically means when it also suggests that, you know, uh, when you're confused, just open one corner or one cupboard in your house to try to clear it off. When you clear off, clean up that cupboard, automatically the clutter that you have, or the confusion you have in your mind, that will start clearing up. So that's one thing that someone can definitely do. Apart from that, like, yeah, anything that makes you feel positive. So uh, in a lot of homes, we tend to keep abstract artwork or, you know, some abstract sculptures which are there. However, when you're keeping any painting or any sculpture in your house, it's important for you to see that when you look at the painting, not from an artist's perspective, but from, you know, general perspective as a viewer, what can you feel from the painting? And if you feel that, you know, the vibes that you're getting is not positive or if it's just a sad face or it is a depressing face, then that's the kind of energies you're trying to attract in your life if you're putting that in your house. So when you're putting any artwork or painting, be mindful about what is the vibe it is giving to you. Mm -hmm. That's very true. It is so much about what you put, like, how do you feel when you look at certain works of art and what does that kind of, that emotion, that energy, what energy does it give it back to you? And I know one thing that surprised me and I really liked when I was in your class learning is when you start applying Vastu principles, if you live in an apartment, because I always thought it has to be a Vastu home, but Vastu, if you live in an apartment, it then you know, draw the Vastu chakra on the floor plan, then you're just looking at your home, your space. So can it even be, let's say someone has a roommate and they're only, they only want to look at their room. Can you apply just Vastu to just that bedroom space? See, if let's say it's like a 2 BHK and two people are sharing it, mm -hmm. then it will be for the whole house. Okay. However, if we say that, you know, let's say someone is uh, living in a hostel where everybody has their separate room, in that case, you can apply to a room. But if it is an apartment, because even if you're li living in a 2BHK apartment using only one room, you would still be using the common living area, the kitchen, etc. So it's still like an apartment, like a family apartment. 
That's true. So yeah, if I was thinking, I guess, yeah, if you're in school and you have like, you were like a dorms or something or a hostel where you're staying, so then you can apply it to your own space. That's very true. And can you share with the listeners a little bit about the elemental theory as it incorporates Vastu? I know I've talked on it about it on previous episodes, but that's one thing that really interests me in Vastu is how the different elements are also incorporated into Vastu. See, from a general sense, you would know that uh, a universe is made up of five elements. Okay. And even as for Vastu, your spaces are intertwined by these five elements. So, for example, if let's say in a human body, if there's too much fire, how will this person behave? Too much fire, they'll just too much energy, maybe a little like just angry, like hot headed. Right. And if there's no fire, then what will happen? Like too calm, too quiet. There's no fire at all. No fire at all. Just then, yeah, they'll be too quiet. Just there, no energy. Is yeah, lazy, no passion to do anything. So in a normal scenario, you need. So you don't need a lot of fire, but you don't need very less. You need the right amount. So similarly, in your house, like the the southeast, for example, is linked with your fire corner. Now, if there is too much of fire element there. Or if it is increased too much, it could lead to increase in fire, which like in a person's behavior, you could see that, you know, they might get angry or, you know, things like that. Versus if you reduce it too much, then, you know, someone might feel lazy or I I, feel, uh, I get a lot of clients if they have a toilet in that direction. Their first main complaint is that, you know, we don't feel like doing anything. We don't feel energetic enough. So for you to feel energy, you need little bit of fire in your life. So similarly, so this is how your elements connect with your everyday and your life that way. So yeah, similarly, there are five elements and this is how they apply. No, that is, I know a lot of, with talking about Vastu, a lot of it is visual and you have to see the, the Vastu chakra and the floor plans. One thing that was interesting to learn when I took your course was that there's 16 directions, or previously I had thought there were only, I think it was six, oh, nine. So what is the importance of focusing on not just, you know, the north, south, east, west, and then, you know, the quadrants, northeast, southeast, the focus of really seeing the 16 different directions why is that so much more important than looking at it from like a bigger perspective see uh, if you talk about people following traditional vastu systems they follow an eight direction system Uh, when we talk about people following a modern vastu system specifically mahavastu we follow a 16 direction system now over there what happens is Firstly, normally when we form a grid format, your energy is never moving like a grid. They move in, in you know, circles. You would never imagine that energy will jump from here to here. It move in circles, which is why a circular, this thing makes more sense. Plus, when you understand about the mythological aspect of Vastu, you would understand that these 16 zones are actually coming from the placements of 45 deltas which are there. So depending on where each of them are located, accordingly, like these 16 zones are created that, okay, when somebody sleeps in this zone, what happens? Somebody sleeps in this zone, what happens? So it has come about from a deep understanding of the 45 Devta systems that are there as per the mythological aspect of us. That was a good description. And when you were just saying where someone sleeps, that I wanted to 
bring up a point is even if you balance your home with Vastu principles, my understanding is you'll feel the most effect of whatever zone or space you spend the most time in. So where you sleep, where you eat. If someone's listening and they're like, well, you know, I don't, maybe I have, you know, a Vastu consultation, but I don't feel anything. It is, there is something to say about the space you spend the most time in. That's the energy you're going to feel the most, right? I wouldn't put it that way. We could say that if the zones are balanced, like for example, if I want to feel mental peace, I don't have to sit in the Northeast zone. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit in that zone. But for example, if I'm feeling too lethargic, it could mean that probably the place where I'm spending most of my time, probably that is not the correct zone and that is what is making me lazy. Or it could also be that the zone linked with the laziness that is getting disturbed, which is why you're facing that. So it's not necessary that the zone where you're spending most of your time, that's the energy you feel. But when you're doing any particular activity, so for example, if you're sleeping, so depending on which zone you're sleeping in, that's the kind of sleep you will get depending on which zone you're sitting and working that is the kind of energy you'll feel so at some corners in your house when you sit and work you'll feel oh I feel more productive here whereas if you sit at another place you don't you're not able to focus so that happens on an activity based thing that when you're sitting and working there that's what you experience at that point of time mm-hmm. I see no that makes that makes more sense absolutely And I want to talk about your courses because I know you have courses for architects, but you have also courses. I did the Vastu Within Walls course, which is for someone if they're interested in doing Vastu. So can you share a little bit about your courses if listeners are interested in learning more about Vastu? Sure. So um, the Karma Vastu Advanced course is specifically for architects or people from real estate background who wants to learn how to design as per Vastu. So if you're doing a project from scratch, how can you design as per Vastu? Because once you understand the principles, you understand that Vastu is not just about bed, master bedroom in Southwest, kitchen in Southeast and entrance in Northeast. It's much more than that. And once you know the principles, you can play around with it to make a good design and not a standard design. And uh, when so the reason why I started Vastu Within Walls was because we used to get a lot of clients and uh, when I would uh, check their house and I would ask them that, okay, how, why did you shift it here? They would say that, you know, I read it at an XYZ random source and that's why I placed it here. But because, you know, they don't know how to check the directions accurately, they put it in the incorrect direction, instead of it actually helping them, it was worsening the situation for them. So which is why we said that, you know, um, Vastu is all about accuracy. And in this course, what we do is we take your flow plan, we put the Vastu Chakra on it so that all you need to do is look at the drawing and just watch the video. So it's like a no-brainer for you that okay do I have this in my house am I feeling this okay I need to shift it or not so people are able to check their own house because a lot of times we also got people saying that you know we are doing fine in our life we don't have any issues but we like to read random tips on Vastu and apply them now when you're reading random tips online you again won't apply it in the right place or it might end up hampering you so just to avoid that if you are that sort of a person who wants to just learn and apply a few things because you're curious you can do it through this course so that you know there won't be any negative impacts you're doing the right things in the right place no that's I like that you have the both courses for people who want to just expand their knowledge and especially because I was someone who when I first was starting to learn about Vastu 
the only place I could find stuff was online. And I bought a few books, but then kind of what we talked about earlier in the episode is I found contradicting theories and principles and how to apply certain things. And so I like that you are a source to come to and have someone be able to look at their home. And because really most of us do just want to do it for our home. You know, maybe we want to improve our health. Exactly. Yeah. So for example, if you watch a random video which says five tips to improve money in your house, now money could mean different things for different people. For someone, it might be that I'm not getting a job. For some somebody else, it could be that, you know, I'm getting new clients, but, you know, they don't pay me on time. For somebody else, it could be, you know, I'm earning enough, but I'm not able to save money. Or for somebody else, it could be that, you know, my expenses are too much. So it could mean different things for different people. And it's just like if you have a stomach ache, a body ache, a headache, the medicines for all three is different. So similarly, medicine for all these money problems are different. So which is why the course helps you identify which problem you are facing and you just need to work on that because any random medicine will not help your problem. When you apply it for the right thing only, then it's going to work for you. No, absolutely. And your course for architects, I took that one as well, which I really enjoyed. So if there are architects, I do have a lot of architecture listeners. If they're thinking about, you know, learning about Vastu, what I liked about your course was we got to design a building using Vastu principles and really applying so much of our knowledge, which I think helped us learn, at least it helped me learn the, the principles so much more because I was applying it to a new floor plan. I didn't, you know, it was very fun and creative, but it also helped me learn the principles so much more. See, uh, what is Vastu? Vastu is architecture. Now, can you under learn architecture reading a book? No. I mean, no, can not really. Can you learn architecture by just reading or attending a course on theory? You can't. Unless you apply it, you won't understand how do these principles now actually apply. It's like, I'm sure you'll be able to relate when you learned physics in your school. The theory seems simple that, okay, G is equals to this and, you know, fine, this is how it works. But it is when the question comes in that, okay, if uh, something is falling from here and it's falling like this, then what will happen? So it's where you have to apply that basic and that's where the, uh, I would say, that's where you understand if you you are able to follow or not. Because reading the theory is easy, but how creatively you can apply it to your design is where the challenge lies. So that's exactly what try, we try to cater to in that particular course. Now, and, and that was very helpful. And it helped me, like I said, really understand, because you're so right, you can read about it, but if you don't apply it, and that's why also like even the Vastu Within Walls course is as you're learning, you're applying it to your home. In, in that case, you provide the, the floor plan, which is something I've been getting some questions about from, you know, some followers and listeners like, well, how can I apply Vastu to my home if I don't have a floor plan? And so the fact that you have this course and they're great, easy to follow. I know Vastu Within Walls was easy to follow at my own pace. And then your architecture program with Carvon was a group setting, which was also really fun because it was so interesting to see what kind of designs everybody was coming up with. And because one thing that you mentioned earlier too was you think Southeast area of the home has to be the kitchen and the bedroom has to be in the Southwest. And then, well, all our floor plans are going to look the same and it's going to be boring. It's all, but none of our floor plans looked the same, even though we were learning the same stuff. Exactly. Because it's just like saying that when you're designing on any plot, it's a real site, right? You, you might have a tree somewhere, you might have a different kind of a compound wall, etc. Now, just think of 
vastu principles on that side like a site condition for you and then adding vastu principles or designing it as per vastu it doesn't make tough it actually challenges your design skills further so if you are a good designer you and if you know the principles you will easily be able to navigate through it and the best part is the vastu principles are in accordance with helping you create a better structure as per light and ventilation so in the end if you are applying it the space will feel better because of better light and ventilation no absolutely and i also like to in that course we got to either bring in clients have build it for a specific client so we either got to make up the clients or have it be our family or something and one thing that was really interesting to me was applying also the people who live there that's why our designs were also different is maybe we had a family of 5 or it was just you know two people living and that also affected how we laid out the spaces and their you know what their careers were their professions were they a student that also impacted the design exactly i was just talking to one of our clients today and uh, we were just discussing her layout and uh, normally like for example if there is let's say a living room in the east southeast or east space or you know anything like that if you look at a regular layout like that from a vastu perspective it was okay there was no vastu error per se there was no vastu dosh of how they like to say it however because when we look at the plans or when like architects like you who are learning about vastu and when we look at the plans we know that if they're designing it as a formal living area but if they're putting up a big tv there then that means they will be occupying that space a lot and if that space is meant for relaxation because you would want to come in because of the lifestyle that people have nowadays here you would want to come in at the end of the day to relax yourself and if the zone where you're sitting in that is not going to give you any relaxation then there's no point of having that particular sofa kept that way so there's no vastu error in that but then it's not going to serve the purpose as per the as per the need of them so again so just understanding the client and how they're going to use the space makes a lot more difference and it's not like it's going to make a big change in their life if they sit and watch tv there in a space which is not meant good for you to sit but imagine your every day when you're sitting to relax but in a space where you're sitting and you're feeling anxious now if you're constantly feeling anxious and you're not relaxing it might ultimately impact your health slowly but gradually so there might be a long term impact so we're designing from scratch it just makes sense to put everything in the correct place so that then they can just live freely and actually feel relaxed when they want to feel relaxed at that spot feel uh, energetic when they have to when they're sitting at the work desk so it's just a better everyday functionality you know that gets better No, absolutely. And another thing I want to cover too is the colors as well and how much colors can impact a space. And that's something because kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, you can use colors to change and balance the space rather than, you know, putting in a new door, a new window. And so I like to so do you when you have a client, you know, when you're consulting them, have you noticed that it's more you're able to do things with like color or with furniture layout or are clients more receptive to even remodeling redesigning their homes see it depends on which stage they are consulting in if somebody is consulting in in a under construction project 
then they're open to whatever is possible. But if let's say we also have clients who are, let's say, uh, living in US or Dubai, specifically Dubai, because even if you own the house, you can't make a structural change in a Dubai apartment very easily. You need to follow their legal procedures, etc. Even US for that matter, if they have to change any gas stove position change, etc., you need to write in a paper, right? So mm-hmm. in such cases, like as compared to in India, if it is an independent house, the client can do whatever. We don't have to file papers here. But so therefore, depending on where the client is coming from, and what is the situation again typology of the building the bylaws how does how do things move over there we try to see what is possible and then we try to come up with the easiest thing possible for them to do which can give them results also and which is easy for them to practically do it because there's no point if i tell that okay do this but you know as for the government laws it's not allowed then there's no point right <laughs> so, right match no, very true. There, it is true that, you know, because that's what some of the, I've started to do some Vastu consultation as well. And a lot of the people that I have been attracting and clients I've been attracting are more looking towards, you know, changing the layout of their room or, you know, using plants or colors because that's a little more accessible as well financially rather than remodeling. But I understand during construction as well, you have the opportunity to change things. So there's definitely a variety of when someone can bring a Vostu consultant on. It doesn't have to be after your building is built. It can be during construction as well. Right. Well, Savi, this conversation has been so fun to just talk with you more about Vastu. I have really admired, you know, learning from you, taking your courses and getting an understanding of what Vastu is. You have a way of explaining the certain theories and principles that make it really understandable and easy to apply, especially I know I have an architecture background. So like we talked about, you know, for architects, the design, it's making me a better designer. I'm thinking about the Vastu principles in a different way when I'm designing a home, but you also offer it for someone who's just interested in learning about Vastu. And so where can listeners find you, connect with you? I'll provide links in the show notes, but what is the best way to reach you? You can just uh, send us a DM on Instagram. That's our Instagram profile is under the name Savi underscore E underscore Barolia. I think you can put it down below. Post this Apart from that, if somebody wants to reach out to us over WhatsApp directly, you can send us a message on plus nine one eight nine two three one two seven five zero eight, And yeah, so you can drop in a message there and we'll be able to help you out from there. No, perfect. And everybody listening, reach out to Savi. She has so much knowledge in Vastu. And, you know, if you're even thinking, you know, you may not believe in it yet, look at Savi. She has seen it in thousands of case studies now and she's seen it applied so Savi is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to Vastu. I'm just learning thank you. (laughs) Always learning. Well Savi thank you so much for coming on from the Honeycomb podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation and I know the listeners will as well. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure connecting with you again. I look forward to seeing and connecting with you in the future. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of From the Honeycomb Podcast. As we conclude, I want to express my gratitude for joining me in today's episode. I hope you have found it insightful and inspiring. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and click that like button so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to share this with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at From the Honeycomb Podcast. And you can also further your support of From the Honeycomb by visiting the patron link provided in the show notes. Your contribution helps make more episodes possible. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to my monthly newsletter, A Spark of Positive Energy, that comes out on the 7th of each month. Thank you so much and see you next Friday.